Welcome to the second episode of No Eye Contact. No Eye Contact is filmed in front of a live studio audience. I forgot to mention in the first one, uh, this is this podcast is available wherever podcasts are available. But also, there's a video version on my YouTube. My YouTube is Young Cinephile, Y-U-N-G Cinephile. Uh, if you're watching the video version, I'm wearing a skirt today. I don't actually I don't know if you can tell, but I'm wearing a skirt today. I haven't worn a skirt in years. Um, it's laundry day, and I just didn't feel like wearing pants. Uh, honey's beside me. Don't know how long she'll be here for, but I tried to fix the camera angle so that you could see her. How's it going? How was your week? Are you having a good day? I just got back from Walmart, did the little grocery shopping. Uh, my week was fine. I didn't do anything exciting. Hung out with my brother a lot. We watched, uh, we tried to watch Michael Bay's m- new movie on Hulu, Songbird, which is basically him profiting off of like, COVID-19, like, fear-mongering type shit. Uh, it's KJ Appa from Riverdale. And basically there is a virus called COVID-23. It's been affecting them for, like, four years. And if the sanitation department, the bad guys, find out that you're sick, then they come to your house they break down your door and they drag you to like this sick zone where you can die because apparently COVID-23 if you get COVID-23 then you die within like 48 hours or something like that but then there's people who are immune who are allowed to just like you know they don't have to fucking stay locked in their house they are like a delivery service which is what KJ Appa does he just like is a little bike delivery boy my brother and I, we we were like, let's make it to 15, 20 minutes. And then, because I knew I wasn't going to like it. You know, as soon as I saw the trailer, I was pissed off. My brother and I were like, let's make it to 15, 20 minutes. And then we'll just kind of like, you know, skip ahead multiple times. I got to about eight minutes and I was like, all right, are you ready to fucking skip around? Because it's so dumb. It's so dumb. And also, I never figured out why it was called Songbird. I didn't watch enough to figure out why the fuck it was named Songbird. Fuck Michael Bay. Also, Craig Robinson was in that movie from The Office. And I'm not mad at him because, like, get your money, you know? It's not good. Like, people are going to watch it no matter what. I wonder if the response is going to be that people like it. I don't know. I should actually look that up, probably. Book club. Book club alert book club alert i finished reading the ritual it was so good it was so good and it was nothing like the movie at all but i understand why the movie like 
made the changes it made because it would have been a really long complicated movie if it had followed the book um but the book was so good and I really really would love to just like in depth tell you the whole thing but I'm not gonna do that you should read the book if you like horror stuff you should also watch the movie on Netflix if you like horror stuff I think it's really good and they both stand alone as like good pieces of media does do books count as media I'm gonna say yes What's up, bitch? My brother and I also watched Bad Trip, which is the Eric Andre movie. It's out on Netflix. And it was pretty funny. It's like Borat style where it's like a prank movie. It's set up to tell you a story, but but all the reactions are like hidden camera reactions from like actual people what's up it was it was funny like the first like 15 20 minutes are a little bit awkward as you get into it but overall I enjoyed it but I also am biased because I like Eric Andre Eric Andre is wild and I know that's not an original thought about him (laughs) I actually my friends and I went and saw him live in 2019 and I think he had just finished Bad Trip and he I think because of uh COVID all their release type stuff got pushed back because it was probably supposed to be in theaters I don't know but um he had just finished Bad Trip and so he like told us about it and he showed us the trailer that was the first time I'd heard about it and then he was like just telling us stories from it the Eric Andre sh- the Eric Andre comedy show that I went to was so funny. So funny. He's wild and he doesn't give a fuck and I love it. <laughs> Literally ended the show by like airplane he got an audience member's phone and like airplayed it to the screen. Was texting their mom, ended up FaceTiming both of their parents. And then he pulled two random dudes from the from the crowd uh, and made them do a ranch chugging competition. And then the winner of the ranch chugging competition, he was like, all right, now you have to freestyle about ranch. And then while he was trying to be like, yo, uh, check it, Eric Andre pulled down his pants and tucked his dick between his legs and just like danced behind him. And then ended the show by like running off stage with his pants around his ankles just like ass out it was amazing <laughs> it was life-changing my only complaint about bad trip like oh what is that guy's name lil rel howry is is like the other main character with eric andre and he's from get out he's very funny but I just really wanted it to be Hannibal Burris <laughs> because from watching the Eric Andre show, like fucking love Hannibal Burris. And so I, for some reason, just assumed that the sidekick partner would be Hannibal Burris and was a little bit disappointed when it wasn't. But Lil, Lil Rel Howery, I hope I'm saying his name right. Howery? Howery? Uh, was very funny. He did great. He's hilarious. 
But so yeah. Uh, today, it's just going to be me. I'm not going to have a quiet time with my brother. I actually want to tell kind of a long-winded story of this really fucking annoying neighbor I had uh, who made my life hell for about eight months probably. Now, let me let me set this up, okay? <laughs> so he- here's where I was mentally. This happened about a year and a half to two years ago. Leading up to this, uh, my mental health is steadily declining. It's at an all-time low. I've dropped out of college. I am a manager at this fast food restaurant in this college town. And it's a super, it's so stressful. It's so stressful. About a month earlier, had sprained my ankle really bad at work. That was like a hit to my mental health also. About a month later, literally on the day that I met the neighbor. I totaled my car. I rear-ended someone. I just, like, did not see... It's like I saw brake lights, but I didn't, like, register brake lights. And I thought that we were just slowing down, but it turns out they were at a full stop. (laughs) Noticed way too late. Rear-ended this car. And uh, I was probably going, like, 35-ish miles an hour. There was a dog in the back of the car. The dog jumped out of the car and took off running. So then the person, like, the driver who just got rear-ended had to get out of their vehicle and chase their dog down. And honestly, their car was fine. Like, there was, like, a little scratch on the bumper. But my car, the front of it, like, opened up. And the firemen were like, your airbag should have went off. I don't know why your airbag didn't go off. Um. And it was horrible. And I was standing on a very busy road, just fucking sobbing. <laughs> uh, and it was great. And so my friend Jackson picked me up and took me back to my apartment. And then I remember I had like a full-blown panic attack on the phone to my mom. In which my mom was like, this is so sad. I don't know what to do to help you. And me and my panic attack sobbing was like abort me you should have aborted me why can't you abort me now (laughs) just absolutely ridiculous calm down and then my friend Miranda picked me up and took me to my car that way I could like get stuff out of it and then we've just come back from that and my neighbor is moving in this day And it's this little old lady, I think she was like 60-something, and her name is Ginger. And she has a therapy dog, which is a golden retriever, named Elsa. The apartment that I was in, it was like a really old house that they had turned into about eight apartments. Her apartment was directly under my apartment. And so as we're like getting the stuff out of my car, I just totaled. She comes up and like introduces herself to us. And she has, like, this whole spiel about how her and the dog have never met a stranger. And, like, she seemed really nice. And it was like, okay, cool. Like, at least I know my neighbor's not, like, a weirdo. Just, like, a sweet little old lady. Great. And so as she's moving in, she, like, has boxes in the hallway and stuff. And pretty much the whole time she's moving in and unpacking, which takes her a while, she, like, has her front door open. So 
it gets to be where every time I leave or come back to my apartment, I like have to have some type of interaction with her. Yeah. So once I go back to work after totaling my car, I'm in the back and one of my employees comes back there and is like, hey, your neighbor's outside. And I'm going, I'm not friends with any of my neighbors. And so I went out there because I told her where I work. I went out there and she was like at my place of work, which isn't a big deal because it's like a very popular fast food restaurant out there. So it's just like, hey, what's up? Like had to hug her. And then she was like, oh, like, let me get your number. Something messed up where like I got the wrong number or something. But, like, before she left, she, or maybe I accidentally gave her the wrong number. I don't remember. But she, like, wrote down her number again on a piece of paper and, like, gave it to one of my employees and was, like, and had them give it to me. And it was just, like, dude, what? It was just kind of, like, um, I'm at work. And also, like, this doesn't matter. Again, not thinking too much about it. So then after that. She starts calling me. And I think the whole time that I lived there, I never answered one of her phone calls or called her back. And I wouldn't respond to most of her text messages. So she would like call me and leave me voicemails being like, hey, can you come like help me move this furniture? Can you come help me do this thing? Hey, can you come do this thing? Hey, I'm going to make dinner. Like, can you come have dinner with me? And... I don't want to do that. Like, I'll help you a little bit, but it's also like, this isn't my responsibility. Um, But so at first, like I was, I would go help her like move big pieces of furniture, or, like big boxes. There was one time that my friend Aaron came up to pick me up and then we were like going somewhere, like, like out of town. And she like called and asked me to come move furniture then. And so Aaron, like I came down, we came down there, but I made sure to tell her like, we're leaving town in like 20 minutes. So, and she's like, oh, you just have to move this thing. And so we move this thing. And then it turns into like, also move this thing. Also, can you do this? Can you hang this up? Can you do that? And it was just like, I gave you a boundary. Why aren't you respecting it? And also, to be honest, her, the smell of her apartment, like, made me feel sick. Like, it just smelled like dog. Like, old lady and dog. And it just was not pleasant. And she would cook a lot. And it, whatever she was, would cook did not smell good to me. And so, like, the whole hallway would smell like it. My apartment would smell like it. And it was just, like, so annoying. Anyway, she, like, calls me constantly. And I, again, never call her back, never answer her phone calls. I don't know why she didn't get the message. But also, she didn't get the message about a lot of things. So, then, oh, I re- okay, I do remember that we had a conversation where she was like, I think we're kindred spirits or kindred souls. And then she started talking about how, like, she was in a mental hospital for a little bit and like that's why she said that we were kindred souls is because she had like been in a mental hospital and I was like oh what's going on <laughs> but she she had like 
she had like pretty extreme social anxiety and like PTSD, depression. Oh, she had a social anxiety disorder. No, she had, she had some kind of disorder that had to do with like social stuff. I don't remember. She had a lot of problems and I get that. But but it's not my responsibility to I don't know. I sound like an asshole. I have my own social anxiety shit, okay? And I need my boundaries and I need my space. And I don't want to hang out with you. Okay? Find some people your own age to hang out with. Because I don't want to hang out with you. And I feel like I made that so clear so many times. But she would not leave me alone. And. Oh my god. She, there's just so many like instances coming into my head that it's hard to like sort out also the timeline of it. About a month after she had moved in, a month after I had like totaled my car and like again my mental health is steadily declining. I'm starting to have like anxiety attacks at work. I'm I'm fucking miserable. I put in my two weeks because I was like, I just I can't do this anymore. Like I didn't even have a job lined up. I was like I just fucking. I got to know there's an end because I'm about to every day. It's like, mm, am I walking out on my shift? Cause like, I'm not okay. <laughs> it's like a weird, like I kind of got fired, but I already was like on my two weeks. So, um, but so yeah, so that day I just like felt like shit. I hadn't told my parents I put in my two weeks. So like I had to, I didn't have to, but I did tell my mom that I got fired. So she, you know, did the whole like I'm really disappointed in you spiel which made me feel better <laughs> and so yeah I was just being you know fucking sad because yeah um and so this day Ginger came and knocked on my door and I actually was gonna ignore it I was gonna pretend like I was like maybe napping but like the TV was playing, she it was you could definitely hear the TV was playing. Like she knows my car's in the parking lot, and so I was just like, whatever. So I answer. I don't even remember what she was trying to tell me or invite me to do, but you know she caught me at a very vulnerable time, and I told her that I got fired, and I started crying, and she hugged me, and I cried on her. And she immediately prayed over me, which I'm already, uh, as soon as she started praying, I was like, oh, yuck. I feel like you should ask people. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I think she tried to invite me to like hang out with her, eat with her. And I was like, you know, I just kind of want to be by myself. I think in the initial, like when I was crying on her, she said something about like, oh, I'll, I'll you know, I'll give you your space and like, I'll check on you every few days. but. Literally that evening, she was knocking on my door trying to give me shit. The next day, she's, like, checking on me. And I'm like, dude, what happened to you? I'm going to give you space. <laughs> I think I also have a thing where I get uncomfortable when I'm, like, vulnerable in front of people like that. Especially, especially if I don't really know them or have a connection with them. 
So it probably left a bad taste in my mouth of being like, oh, fuck, I wish she didn't see me like at literally my lowest. So anyways, she won't leave me alone. Every time I am leaving for work, I'm coming home from work, her door's open. She's in her kitchen. I have to have a conversation with her. I have to touch the dog. I have to pet the dog and the dog smells and the dog like rubs against your legs and like leaves so much hair on your fucking clothes. And then like your hands and your clothes smell like the dog. And then I have to interact with her. And then, but here's the other thing is like, it would be fine if it was just, you know, a little bit of small talk. How's your day going? Okay. See you around. But every single time I ran into her, she would try to invite me to do something. And I didn't want to do anything with her. I didn't want to come down and eat dinner with her. I didn't want to come have a cup of tea with her. I didn't want to invite her up to my house, my place. I don't want to hang out with you. It's not my responsibility to entertain you. So anyways, I had to start uh, either actually being on a phone call with people. And then sometimes I even pretended to be on a phone call with people. That way when I would walk by, I could just be like, hey, and then like keep going and not have to have a full-blown conversation where once again, I tell her no. And like, it just sucked because there was no hiding. She knew when I was home. She knew when I was up. She could hear me walking around. It was like a really old place, fucking Greek city. And I... She became friends with um, another one of our neighbors who was like an older guy. He was like, I think in his late 30s, named Chris. He was kind of a country dude, but he was very kind. He like helped me a few times. Uh, One time my car wouldn't start before work, like at six in the morning. And he came outside for him to go to work and I was crying and I was like, can you give me a, a ride to work? And then he like looked at my car and he realized it just needed a jump. And so he gave it a jump. And that was it. And he, I was crying in front of him. I hate that I do that so much to people. <laughs> she she like did the same stuff to him. Except he was cool and friendly. And he like, I, that he went and had dinner with her a few times. um, And he would also help her with stuff. And she would, like, invite me to dinner with both of them. And it was just, like, oh, one time Ginger knocked on my door and told me that she thinks God made us neighbors for a reason. I realized that when Chris would come home, she would open her front door that way, like, when he came in, he kind of, like, up pressure to talk to her and I was like fuck that must be what she was doing with me when like every time I would come home her fucking door was open and it's just mm. one time I closed at work oh after I got like fired slash quit I ended up getting a job at a different restaurant shout out to my friend Jill for getting me that job <laughs> and I like closed one day have a new job and I got home after midnight and she was up for some reason and her door was open and so when I came in which I'm tired like I just worked like an eight-hour shift I just like scrubbed like kitchen floor and like I fucking I'm sweaty I smell like food I want to take a shower and go to bed right <laughs> so I'm not expecting her to be up she is up and so she starts like talking to me and she, like, coerces me into her apartment and sitting down because she has, like, a long-winded thing she wants to tell me. 
and okay this is this is the tea okay so she's like 60 something right and she was so excited and she was like i met a tall drink of water <laughs> and so basically she would shop at lowe's foods and the like produce manager who she, the whole time I was there, she never learned his age, but she was hoping that he was at the youngest 40, but like hopefully he would be older than that. And her, she had a daughter who was 40. Anyways, so she like met, she goes to Lowe's Foods so much that she became buddy buddy with this produce manager. I think his name was Scott. And probably did the same thing she did to me, but got his number. Got the produce manager at her grocery store's number. And then, like, would try texting him and stuff. And she felt like they would flirt. And, like, I guess when she would dress up, like, from church or whatever, he would compliment her. And she was just reading heavily into it, right? (laughs) And... She also, this is all her telling me when it's like after midnight and I'm in my like nasty work clothes. And she also did this thing where she like wrote this like kiss ass letter to Lowe's Foods. And she had an extra copy printed and she let me read it. And it was like two pages. And it started with a story being like, there once was a girl who needed a blood transfusion. And she didn't know if something, something, something. And then I don't even remember what the purpose of the story was. And at the end, it was like, and that little girl was me. (laughs) I was just like, what is going on? You're writing to a grocery store chain? And she was being like, Lowe's Foods is so great. Like, I I love it so much. And I especially want to shout out the produce manager. I think he's absolutely amazing. And yeah, basically just like sucking Lowe's food's dick, sucking Scott's dick in a letter. And I think it ended with her like giving them a soup recipe. (laughs) Being like, this is a soup I've made with like ingredients from your store. (laughs) And it was so funny when I read it. It took everything in me not to laugh. I was like, oh, this is so kind. But so apparently she went in. And she gave it to, like, she went into the back offices and gave it to, like, the manager of the Lowe's Foods. And I I have no idea how, if they would, like, love that shit. Because I feel like corporations probably low-key love that shit. Or if they were like, dude, what? <laughs> um, But they were all like, thank you so much. And so he texted her. And he was like, I want to say an extra thank you to you. And she had to go home for something for like a few days. And then he was like, okay, when you come back into town on, she was like, come back into town on Thursday. And he was like, when you come back into town, can you come in on Friday? And Friday was Valentine's Day. So she was like reading heavily into that also of like, he knew I was coming home on Thursday and he told me to come on Friday. Whoa. It's hard because like she was keeping me updated with all of this. It's just, this was so long ago and there were so many things. So I'm getting it all mixed up. So I'm specifically talking about the night where it's like after midnight. And she, 
Oh yeah. So she talks. She talks t- to me about this guy for like forty five minutes, right? And then as I'm trying to like head for the door politely, because now it's like one o'clock in the morning, she asks me like what's up with me so I just gave her like a generic like oh you know just like working and and then I guess because she has social anxiety she just didn't know what to say but what she chose to say was like so she just talked to me for about her shit for 45 minutes when I didn't even want to come into her apartment and then she asked me something about myself after 45 minutes I give her a generic answer and then she goes well it's getting late, so as if I was holding her up. And when that happened, it pissed me off. <laughs> like I like I was literally like, dude, fuck you. I didn't even I was being nice to you. What the fuck? God, I'm getting all like mixed up. Oh, I remember on Christmas. Like, I hate Thanksgiving and Christmas because I'm not like crazy about my family. I like on Christmas Day had my Christmas with my family, and then immediately left. And I remember on the way back, because CVS is open on Christmas, by the way, I bought some wine from CVS because I, I was just, like, so fucking drained, and I, you know, my family just... And I came home, and so I come home, and I've just walked in my door, and I hear her come up the stairs, and she knocks on my door, and it's like, dude, you can't even give me, like, 10 minutes to put my shit down like you're already banging on my door and so I open the door and she's like oh my god did you not go home for Christmas and I was like yeah I did I just got back and she was like she like grabbed my hand and she was like oh my god will you please I'm having like a Christmas dinner tonight will you please come down blah 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 blah, blah. and then you come down and we'll do this and this and this and I was like I'm pretty drained from being with my family so no and she was like well, you rest and then you'll come down. And I was like, I'm good. And I like shut the door. And that was like the first time that I like kind of put my foot down with her instead of just flaking out and <laughs> around it. Um, she would go through phases of understanding that I didn't want to be bothered and that I like need my space. But then as soon as we would have like a chill interaction, it would make her think like, like I should try to get her to hang out with me again. She just never got it. It made me feel weird that she could, like, hear my every move upstairs. It made me kind of uncomfortable. And that she's, like, watching if my car comes in and out of the parking lot. Um, so with the guy from Lowe's Foods, <laughs> there was something where she went home and he called her... And they talked for like an hour and they talked about like their personal life. And she said that he said that she's like really small and short, that she was like the perfect size. And like he said other couple of things that like could be taken as a compliment or perhaps like flirting. And maybe he was flirting. I have no idea. And then he knew she was coming back on Thursday and he was like, Come in on Friday, which was Valentine's Day. And to thank her for that letter, he gave her he gave her flowers, which gave her flowers on Valentine's Day. So she was like, cha-ching. 
But so she read into that heavily. And she texted him asking him. Actually, I think I I think she told me all of this on that night. She texted him asking him if he wanted to have dinner and she also in her text message like added something about how oh my god it was so weird something about how something about how uh she she hasn't been to the rodeo in a long time it was like this weird metaphor for dating. And so she like said that and then she was also like, will you have dinner with me? And like he like ignored all the other stuff and all he said was like, yeah, okay, I'll have dinner with you. There was also something weird where like he was supposed to call her, but he didn't call her. According to him, like, the he did try to call her, but the calls weren't going through. But so she thought he just, like, wasn't calling her. Which, when she was being like, he didn't call me, I'm like, you guys agreed on having a phone call. And, like, phones work two ways, so why didn't you call him? God, this is probably a really boring story. I'm sorry. <laughs> there was something weird where, like, she was at a friend's house, and he did call her. And then he was like... And so she answered and he was like, hey, can I come over for a second? And she was like, yeah, okay. And she like fucking raced home from her friend's house and he showed up. And when he came in, he just like, or maybe he called and he was like, hey, could I come give you a hug? Something like something about a hug. And he came and hugged her and she said it was like so gentle. And he just like said a lot in that hug. And then they like chatted for like 15 minutes and then he left and then he fuck oh i can't remember i should have written all this shit down he oh yeah so she invited him to dinner and he was like yes i will have dinner but then there was no like when's the dinner what time and so she was now she's at a point where she's like constantly going to Lowe's Foods just to get a few things, but also to like try to catch him working so that he's forced to have a conversation with her. And there was even a few times that like he wasn't out on the floor and she like made em employees go to the back to get him so that she could talk to him. And I was just like, bruh. And so they agreed on a dinner and they were like, oh, Friday and she was like I'm gonna make a tur turkey dinner she chose to make a dinner that would take her all day to make which as soon as she was telling me this I'm like you're setting yourself up for disappointment because he never like fully agreed to the dinner like I like I it was weird because she was too scared to reach out to him but so, like, somehow in passing, they, like, mentioned having a dinner on Friday. So she spends all day making this meal. And then he did not show up. But again, she's too scared to, like, call or text him and be like, hey, I made dinner. Are you on your way? And then, like, he might have been like, oh, my God, I forgot. Yeah, I'm on my way. But, of course, she didn't. And then 
She was like so depressed over that. And there was something where she like went and talked to him after the dinner and she was like kind of pissed and he was like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I totally forgot. Like I didn't know that we had like decided on a concrete thing. Um, and then, so, so he ended up coming over like a few days later for dessert and it was whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I think he kind of like started distancing himself from her. I don't know. But so, While she was, like, all excited about this possible relationship she was, like, starting in her head, she would just, she would, like, come to me and tell me every little interaction they had and, like, want to overanalyze it with me. And it was just like, dude, I don't give a fuck. Um, One time, she asked if she could show me a dress she was going to wear. A dress she was going to wear to go to Lowe's Foods to try to catch his eye. And I was like, sure, that's fine. She ended up bringing up like six dresses. And, or no, she came up in the dress and then she's like, what do you think? How do I look? And then she's like, oh, I'm going to show you this other dress. She came up six different times. To show me different dresses. And it's like, I wouldn't mind this fashion show if we were friends. But, like, I was just being kind. And I just wanted you to show me one. And, like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, you give them an inch and they take a fucking mile. (laughs) There was one time that she busted in my apartment. And was wanting me to, like, help her do some kind of alterations to her dresses. Because she was, like, trying to make it more form-fitting. Because, again, she's trying to, like, put on a runway show at Lowe's Foods. And, like, she would, like, she was, like, undressing and shit. And it just made me so uncomfortable. And it was, like, you just butt into my house. It was just. And she would bring me food. She would bring me, like, leftover soup and shit. And... I just, I didn't ask for it. I didn't have the heart to tell her that I'm a picky eater and that I'm not going to eat it. <laughs> and that it's, it also smelled bad. So, yeah. um, It just sucked. It sucked really bad. And it made me way more anxious than I fucking needed to be at, like, a very anxious time in my life. But uh, I wish I had the text messages. I was saving the text messages to do something like this. And then I, for some reason, was like, it's stupid that I'm holding on to these. And so I, like, deleted them. I don't think you can pull up old text messages. But, like, the way she would text was so extra. She would tell you <sighs> so many details that didn't matter. Okay, I just searched Ginger in my text messages, and I deleted the text messages from Ginger, but all the text messages that I sent to my friends talking shit about Ginger just showed up, and May 16th, 2020, Ginger's in the middle of giving me a fashion show that I didn't ask for, and I'm literally holding in diarrhea. (laughs) A screenshot of her calling me. There was one day that she was like, oh, I have a surprise for you. And she like 
there was one day she made so she put so much emphasis on the fact that she was like, I got you something. I'm, I like got you something. And I was like, I'm going to come give you a present. And so I was which I'm already like, dude, don't. But so it, she made it seem like she had like put effort into something, right? She came up and gave me like a bag, probably from the back of her fridge, of like apple slices, as if like that was the thing. And then it was just so that she, she had an excuse because I think she did another fucking fashion show. <laughs> but so this I said, dude, I told you when I thought she baked me something, but she actually just wanted to show me 10 random items from her closet. Oh yeah. She would text and be like, can I come up just for a minute? Can I come up just for five minutes? But I knew it wasn't going to be that. It was going to be like a 20 minute thing. But so I said, the crazy part to me is that when she texted asking if I had five minutes, I told her that I was very busy that day, but if it was only five minutes, then sure. If I was ginger, I would think, Hmm, my neighbor's busy. Maybe I can, maybe hmm my neighbor's busy maybe i can force a fashion show upon her another time since it's not fucking life or death if i show her these musty clothes from the 90s that i'm just now unpacking ginger came up with a dress on took the dress off put it on backwards and had me put those pins in it for sewing and now she's going back to put on another dress to basically have a fashion show for me she said she's gonna make the dude she has a crush on trip over her like think she looks so good or something i don't know man i really don't care and then i said here comes dress number four <laughs> ginger has started bringing me any cardboard box she can find meaning even the small ones that i have no use for oh yeah when she found out i was moving she was being really neighborly and nice and bringing me cardboard boxes but she was bringing me tiny fucking cardboard boxes like it was literally just an excuse to like make me have an interaction with her just had to walk past Ginger and felt like I was noticeably a uh, not sober LMA. <laughs> Ginger opens her door and lets the dog out when she sees my neighbor pull up in his truck. I hate it. It's just annoying because she's playing it off like she was just already chilling with the door open and they just happen to run into each other. But I know the truth. <laughs> just makes me wonder if she was doing that to me, LMAO, but thank God she doesn't. Oh, yeah, she stopped having the door open when I would walk in because she could tell I didn't want to talk to her. She texted me three times in a row saying, hi, Ashley, do you have five minutes for me to come upstairs? Hi, Ashley, do you have five minutes for me to come upstairs? Hi, Ashley, do you have five minutes for me to come upstairs? Bitch, no, I don't. Hi, cutie, so hope you're healthy. Have you just gone home? If so, may I inquire as to when you're due back in town? I have a surprise for you. I think that was the surprise where it was literally just like a bag of apples. And I was like, dude. Oh, here's another one. Thank God I sent screenshots to my friends. <laughs> Good afternoon, Ashley. So hope you're healthy and safe. I've been thinking of you lately and just wanted you to know that I admire you in, a se in setting a beautiful life-giving course of action for yourself. I pray for your every success. You go, girl. Oh, one time she showed me a text message on her phone and she had the like font set to where you can see like five words on the screen at a time. And I was like, how do you text such long fucking text messages? Okay, I think this is... okay. So I moved, like, out of the college town, back to my hometown, and she let about 
either a month or two months go by because I was I knew I was like she's gonna one day she's gonna call me or text me trying to be buddy buddy long distance but so she texted me um she texted me like two months after and I didn't answer Probably after listening to all this, you're like, wow, you're an asshole. You couldn't just, like, fake it till you make it with, like, this little old lady. No, I couldn't. I just couldn't do it. I tried to be nice, and she just did not respect boundaries or space, and this is how it be. But so she said, good morning, Ashley. I've thought of you often, and I've kept your transition to blank in prayer. How is your new venture in real estate appraising faring as well as working with your dad? I hope your family is respecting your space and not overwhelming you. Also, your grandmother's health is wearing on my mind. You didn't give me space, bitch. Regarding my life, didn't ask. Don't give a fuck. I haven't seen Scott since March and don't know what to make of his getting close to me and then pulling away. Admittedly, I'm saddened, but am trying to gain a handle on this. COVID-19 has curtailed my activities. Social isolation is not good for my mental health, so I reach out via the written word. On another topic, my lovely friends Kim and David are engaged, shall marry in Ireland, and have asked me to attend their wedding. I'm going to crochet a stunning wedding wrap slash stole for her in case the weather becomes inclement. In the interim, Elsa and I continue to walk these beautiful mountains that we so love. God bless. I did not respond, and then... And that was like at six in the morning. And then I didn't respond. And about like at 2 p.m., she sent another message. She was like, P.S., give honey hugs and kisses for me. Thanks. And maybe I am an asshole. <laughs> no, I know I'm an asshole. But I just don't care. Like I tried. I was kind to her so many times. And she just did not get it. She just didn't get it. It just was not a good time. She just didn't get it. It made me uncomfortable. I literally like, I felt uncomfortable to walk around in my apartment because I didn't know if she was going to like be like, Ashley's up there, Ashley's awake, and then like blow up my phone or come knock on my door. Uh, It made me like not want to have to walk down the stairs to do laundry. I didn't want to have to walk down the stairs or up the stairs to like go to or come from work. And so I was just forced into these uncomfortable social situations and it fucking sucked. And maybe that does make me an asshole. Whatever. But so yeah, I wish that I didn't delete the messages because there was a lot, dude. There was so much. Um But yeah. I'll have to do another podcast where I talk about my experience with uh, working in a restaurant. Also, my experience with working with a cult. A cult ran the restaurant. But yeah, that'll have to be stories for another time. But anyways, I guess that's all I have. Um, Yeah. This one might have been kind of boring. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's my podcast. I'm not going to apologize. Does that make me an asshole? Maybe. But so yeah. My name is Ash. This is No Eye Contact. 
it's the second episode and th thanks for joining thanks for watching if you did and uh i'll catch you on the flip dude i hope you have a great rest of your week see ya <laughs>